Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. John is the coordinator for the Christian Ecumenical and Missional Society of St. Patrick and St. Aidan, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life. The Lord be with you all. Hey, isn't God good? In Luke 17, 11 through 19, we just read the story of 10 lepers who had to stay at a distance because everybody was afraid they would get a leprosy disease from these types of folks. And so they stayed at a distance and they cried out to Jesus, Jesus, have mercy, have pity on us. And Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, as they went to show themselves to the priest to be allowed back into the covenant community and be declared clean, they were healed. And in this story, one came back. Only one came back. A healed leper, grateful, praising God, throwing himself at Jesus' feet. And Jesus was amazed. He said, what? Only one came back and ten were healed? God is good. Amen? The Scripture is filled with stories of God's amazing grace. And one of the things I love about church history and reading the lives of the so-called saints of church history is stories of amazing grace. And not only is church history filled with stories of amazing grace, but even In the present day, we hear stories of amazing grace. And in the life of the evangelical church, these have been called testimonies. When's the last time you heard a powerful testimony in church of God's amazing grace? Has it been a while? Don't you wish we had more? I do. As much as I love hearing stories of God's amazing grace in the lives of people, and even more, as much as I love seeing God work powerfully in amazing grace ways in the life of people, I'm most edified when I see people who have been touched by God's amazing grace appropriately respond to it. Because it's one thing to receive the amazing grace of God, but it's another to appropriately respond to it. Someone who's relatively famous once said, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. And in today's story of ten lepers, only one responded appropriately. So today I want to share an encouraging message on how to respond to the amazing grace of Jesus Christ. 
First of all, I want to encourage you that when you receive the amazing grace of our Lord, you need to respond quickly. In verse 15, as soon as that leper was healed, as he went on his way to show himself to the priest, probably at Mount Samaria, he hightailed it back to Jesus. He went right back. There's an old saying, you can say it with me, Strike while the iron is hot. Be aware of this. When God's amazing grace comes into your life, be aware that there are seasons of amazing grace and they may not happen in regular intervals. Like I said earlier, is that we used to hear stories of amazing grace testimonies almost weekly, if not a few times every month in our churches? When's the last time someone stood up and really gave a story of God's amazing grace in their life? These seasons come and go, and don't get me wrong, I think we're due in the church at large for a greater season of God's power and His authority and His mercy and His pity. Amazing grace is still available, but it's not always when we want it. So strike while the iron is hot. And respond appropriately when you receive it. Know this about God's amazing grace being put into your life. That it is God's intention not to just bless you, but when God gives you amazing grace, please hear this, when God gives you grace and favor and blessing, Think about the last time He's done that in your life. When God gives you that amazing grace, He doesn't do it just to bless you, though He wants to do that. He does it because He wants to reveal more of Himself to you and through you. Do you understand that? That God is doing a, a work of sanctification in your life when He heals you, when He blesses you, when He gives you favor, when He gives you His voice and direction, He's doing a work of sanctification to help you follow Him and to help His ministry, His life be expressed through you. As you read the Scripture, unfortunately there are stories of many people who received amazing grace and then they never turn back. They never turn back to God. God blesses them in such incredible ways and then they don't turn back. They keep going their own way. Probably the archetype of that are one being and one person. The being being Lucifer. Our vicious and ugly enemy who we call Satan. The one person who receives so much grace that we can't even imagine and turned his back on our Lord is who? Judas. It's Judas. Not only is Scripture revealed filled with people who never turn back after receiving a amazing grace, but, but sadly, I want to tell you today that I see so many people, so many people in my own ministry over the years who have received God's amazing grace and they never come back to God. They never come back to God like that Samaritan did. In fact, I've seen so many turn their back on God. And it's just so 
puzzling to me. How could they do that? How could they receive their miracle? How could they receive the endowment of the Holy Spirit? How could they receive favors and blessings from God and then turn away? Judas did. Satan did. We're going to, we're going to continue to see it, unfortunately. But let's focus on the people who do turn back after receiving God's amazing grace. And that is this Samaritan, this foreigner, as Jesus ironically calls him. Those who turn back to God, to the Lord, to give praise and to throw themselves at His feet all share something in common. Do you know what it is? It's through the act of amazing grace they recognize who He is. Capital I, capital S. They recognize that Jesus is the I Am that I am. They recognize that Jesus is Master. He is Lord. Unfortunately, we live in a casual church culture. And when I mean casual, I don't mean dressing casually. I mean theologically casual church culture. We have too many young adults in the church who get touched by God's power when they're desperate and they need the Lord. And when they get this amazing grace, they say, thanks for the solid, Jesus, bro. I'll text you when I need you again. Until then, I'm on my way. And they don't turn back. You know, nowhere in the Gospel of Luke Chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, does Luke indicate that these lepers, these nine lepers who kept on going on their way, those lepers who did not turn back, nowhere does Luke indicate that they weren't grateful. It wasn't like these nine lepers got healed and they were ungrateful. I'm sure they were very grateful. Hey, this is awesome! I got healed! But only one came back. Only one threw himself at the feet of Jesus because this one was the only one of the nine who recognized who He was. They recognized who He is. He is the I Am that I am. He is the uncreated one. He is Master. He is Lord. Do you recognize who He is? Do you really recognize who He is in your life? Every month it seems like there's an article that says the same thing. The church in America is dying. Does the church in the United States, does the church in Canada, does the church in the United Kingdom and Commonwealth countries, do we recognize who He really is? Or are we... Thanks, Jesus, bro. Text you when I need you again. God recognizes this. That you need to do more than just give Him lip service. This isn't even about the right thing that you should do. 
God knows that you need to be more than giving Him lip service in gratitude for the things that He gives us. God wants you to know that when you recognize who He is and when His amazing grace comes into your life, that every act of God's amazing grace is an opportunity to surrender your life to Him in a greater dimension. Oh God, I just need You right now. I need You right now. My life is falling apart. My body is falling apart. I'm sick. My marriage is falling apart. My kids are rebelling. You hear these stories time and time again and God comes through. And then we go back to living casually. The church keeps declining because we fail to recognize that every opportunity of God's amazing grace that comes into your life is an opportunity to know Him more and surrender more of your life to Him. When God's amazing grace touches you, you must appropriately respond by giving Him more of your life. The nine go on and they're grateful. The one comes back. And what does he do? Lip service only? No. He throws himself at the feet of a Jew. A Samaritan. They don't get along. He knows who Jesus is. As God's amazing grace touches your life, you will find that as you surrender more of your life to Him, more of His life will be manifest in you. As you surrender more of your life to Him through being touched by His amazing grace, more of His life will be manifested in you. And this is the exciting part, you will share in His victories. If you share in His life, aren't you going to share in His victorious resurrection? The church is all about that. Every Sunday somewhere, many churches, you hear stories, and appropriately so, of victory in Jesus. There's even a hymn. Oh, victory in Jesus. And I'm excited about these victories, but also, as Christ reveals more of His life to you, and your life becomes more of His life, not only will you share in His victories, you'll share in what? His sufferings. Does Christ suffer today still? Think about that. Do you share in those sufferings? Paul, the persecutor of the church, is struck on the road, and Jesus says to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute my church? Is that what he says? Is that the word? What does he say? Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Not only will you share in his sufferings, you'll share in his victories. And not only will you share in his victories, you'll share in his sufferings. Why are we declining in the developing world? Because we're all willing to share in his victories, but when his sufferings come, we think something's wrong. Oh, there's trouble in the local church. Read the book of Acts. It's in every chapter. Sufferings. There were sufferings in the ministry of Jesus. 
Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I put up with this? Sufferings, frustrations, disappointments. It's no secret that our God is a good God of amazing grace. And my prayer for those of you listening today is that each of you will experience that grace very soon in your life, if you haven't already. And perhaps, and maybe this is just wishful thinking, that some of you who are listening to this message right day is that God's amazing grace is streaming through to your life through this simple message I'm giving. Whether it happens now or happens 10 minutes from now or happens an hour from now or a day from now or months from now or years from now, when God's amazing grace explodes into your life, I implore you in the name of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to follow the example of the Samaritan, the one who turned back. Don't go on. Don't keep going. Don't do the, I'll text you later when I need you, Jesus, bro. You turn around to 180 degrees. We call that repentance. And you fall at the feet of Jesus and you give Him your life or you give Him more of your life so that He can give you His life. Not only now in the present, but also in eternity where you will live and reign with Him victorious. And I hope with all that, we can say, Amen. You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Amen.